this meeting this morning is, uh, another, it's, a, it's the beginning of another stage of this wretched COVID season. Uh, here we are. This is the beginning of regular church meetings uh, happening on Sundays. Schools also restarting in the next week or so. Uh, tomorrow is the last day for eating out to help out. Um, We're taking advantage of it tomorrow. I don't know whether you will be. Uh, I thought it would be helpful this morning. I think this picture might appear. uh, For us to see, there we go, getting our bearings. I thought this morning would be a good morning to get hold of our bearings. And in order to do that, um, we're going to take four different views. Um, Firstly, uh, I'm going to lead us in looking back. Uh, Secondly, I'm going to lead us in looking back even further. Thirdly, I'm going to lead us in looking ahead, but then looking even further back. And fourthly, we're going to look ahead even further and then right back. And then hopefully we'll have got some idea where we are. And then we're going to go to Isaiah and it's going to do us good. So the first looking back is just looking back a couple of months to a time when we uh, broadcast from here a regional celebration. We were joined by Lifehouse Community Church Uh, Dave Richards preached, you may remember, and there was a prophetic word brought by the very marvelous Barry Wood, uh, which I want to direct this is our first look back, direct us back. We've got a video uh, from then of what Barry shared with us, and this is where we begin to hear the birds. I was gardening the other day and really felt that God spoke to me through the birds that were coming and watching me. There was uh, the sparrows that were quite content to go to the feeding, the bird feeder across the garden from me, and they flitted in and out, grabbed their food, and kept their distance. There were a couple of blackbirds that were interested in what I was doing because I was turning over the soil and digging up worms and things, but they didn't want to get any closer. They hovered around on the outskirts. And until I'd finished and gone indoors, that's how they stayed. But once I was indoors and there was no threat to them, they were in looking for the worms. But there was a robin and he kept coming in really close within a a few inches of me uh, and even looking at me. And I was sort of talking to him, really, I suppose, and uh, throwing him little tidbits, which he enjoyed. And I really felt like God saying, you know, that's what I want my people to be like. That's what I want you, Barry, to be like. I want you to be up close. I want you to be in the danger zone, really, not to be fearful, not to be like the blackbirds that were just hovering around the edge and afraid to come in close to me. But I want you to be one who will come right in close. There we go. That's the first bit of looking back and something from which I hope we can begin to get our bearings, that God's desire for us is to come right in close, a few inches. Uh, Even if it feels to us that we're coming into a danger zone, coming close to God, he says, don't be afraid, don't be fearful, come in close. And there, right there, is where we'll be fed. That's the first look, just a little look back to June and something that the Lord was saying to us then. Uh, The second look back is a bit further back. It goes back to last summer. 
and another picture may appear in a minute, but it's to do with what we last year called, and still are calling, our future focus. There it is. Uh, this was trying to pull together, and I think successfully pulling together, many things that God had been saying to us about moving into a promised land. Uh, we believe, it's our conviction that God has given to us, that as a church, we will be upgraded to a more abundant life like the Israelites moving into the promised land. And last summer, we looked at those. Those aren't quite the events of the Bible. There's a few bits from uh, the story there, the crossing of the Jordan and so on, but some things specifically that we have felt God speak to us, all captured in this picture. We looked at the historical events recorded in the Bible, and then we noted the specific goals that God has instructed us as a church to seek, including training everyone, effective mission, including a voice in the city. And we also noted the important steps uh, of dedicating ourselves afresh to God and of overcoming strongholds, as happened when the people of Israel inherited the promised land. For us, those strongholds are wrong ways of thinking that would inhibit us if they were left in place. And we identified three, three such strongholds. The first was a sense of them and us, that, that we are somehow different and better to, uh, compared to other people, and God hates that. Pride. Uh, second one was this sense of putting ourselves first, like you know, we can just get on with things, crack on with things, we've got the energy, we've got the ideas, off we go, and only remembering God later. That's the wrong way of thinking. And the third one was a sense of, uh, oh, anything goes, like, like whatever, we'll do what, again, it's kind of we'll do what we want to do. Uh, and all of that, including that picture, it's all available online if you go to the church website and find the About Us tab at the top of the home page, underneath that you'll find the words Future Focus. And if this is news to you that we have a Future Focus, then it's all there. There's talks from last summer, there's the picture and a further explanation of things. I want to let you know, in case it's not already obvious to you, that through lockdown there has been progress on all three of those strongholds. Walls tumbling down. Uh, they're not completely tumble down yet, but it's changing. Uh, five weeks ago, on the 26th of July, uh, I reflected on that stronghold of, of them and us, and really the very welcome attention that's been given to racism during lockdown. I don't think any of us would have predicted back in the spring how much discussion there's been about the injustice and the sin of racism and how much we, especially those of us who are white, how much we have to learn and how much uh, change God is asking for from us. And the walls are not all tumbled down, but things are different to how they were. We have heard stories that even if they were being, some weren't being voiced before, and if they were being voiced, some of us weren't listening, but that has changed. We're hearing things that we didn't hear before, and it's driving change for us. The stronghold of them and us in that particular regard is, is weaker than it was at least around here and we pray it would be fully demolished and we pray that it wouldn't only be demolished amongst God's people but that we'd be a force for its demolition wherever we go. Them and us. 
tear it down, Lord. Uh, the other two strongholds, me first, anything goes. I want you to know there's been progress in demolishing those two. Simply because all of us, this is all of us, all of us have been forced to stop doing just what we want. We've been faced up to that. Can't just get on with what we think is a good idea. We've been obstructed by this lockdown, and it's forced us to change. And for those of us who are children of God, he's been knocking on our hearts, wooing us, and not just helping us to be less grumpy about being obstructed, but actually wooing us to move from putting ourselves first to putting him first, and wooing us away from the sense of anything goes, I'll do what I want, to listening to him and seeing what it is that he wants for us. And I love the way in which Barry's picture there of a robin staying close to the gardener holds all of that together. That's what God's been doing, inviting us to to come in. He's got tidbits to feed us that will strengthen us. There's been a shift towards us giving God more of our attention, living with a keen awareness of his actions and an awareness that he alone will satisfy. So here we go. This is just trying to get our bearings, looking back, looking a bit further back, then thinking about what's been going on during lockdown. And there is a consistent thread here. There is a consistent thread of God calling us and saying, come. Um, who used the phrase with me in the last few minutes? Sorry. John, there we go. I immediately um, had, uh, I, some, it, I had this picture of someone, I don't know if it's in the military or perhaps a school teacher saying, saying to me, Jones, with me. You know, like, come on. We're going somewhere. You, with me, come on, we're going. And uh, God's been doing that with us in different ways uh, already. It's a thread that is part of our lives, not only as individuals, but our life as a church. Okay, I want to look ahead. We'll make it that way. Uh, and in doing so, it prompts me to look even, even further back as well. Looking ahead, uh, this autumn, starting very marvelously on Halloween, brilliant timing, um, there is going to be a pilot School of the Spirit starting. What a day to start a School of the Spirit. Um, the reason it prompts me to look back is that our running, what was then called a School of the Supernatural, but we're now calling a School of the Spirit that will just be beginning by piloting, a pilot flame that will set fire to so much more in due course. Uh, the reason for looking back is that here in, in the King Center, the, the coming into being of a school of the Spirit was prophesied in 2008. That's a bit longer ago than last summer. It was prophesied, but God's word is coming to pass. This thing is coming to birth. And uh, a, a small pilot group will be beginning to meet on Halloween um, to be followed next autumn by a, a larger group of people that will form a further pilot. I don't need to say too much about this because it's going to be described in more detail next week. And also there will be, uh, there's a video that Lois has um, recorded as she's leading on that. Um, and we'll tell you how you might go about applying to be part of that first pilot or maybe the second one in, in due course. But whilst only some people will be part of that pilot 
school, acting as guinea pigs on all our behalves. Um, there will also, in the same time, coming out of that, be monthly encounter evenings on Sunday evenings for us all to uh, be supported in re receiving that help to come to God and to meet with him. It's going to affect whatever happens on Sunday mornings as we gather and on our live stream too. So, so here we are, getting our bearings in this strange season. And all of these bearings, they lead us closer to God. They lead us to come to him, to encounter him. So, four, four, I keep getting the wrong number of fingers. Fourth thing, which involves looking somewhere, oh, f ahead, even further ahead and, and even further back. Uh, and this is not just about months and years, but this is about decades. A uh, hundred years ago, uh, where I'm stood right now, where some of you here are sat in Osney Mead, this was a hay meadow outside the city. Uh, I once met someone when we first moved here. Who was, she was in her late 80s, and she used to come here and harvest the hay when she was a child. During the 20th century, Osney Mead became an industrial estate on the edge of the city, and now... In the 21st century, it's about to undergo another development. It's about to become an innovation quarter uh, in which Oxford University is investing hundreds of millions of pounds through legal and general. They're going to relocate power lines. They're about to start work on a new bridge over the river by where the railway bridge goes over, connecting this land to the city centre more closely building high-tech research facilities, building student accommodation, and much more. You know, I imagine, I imagine a monk uh, 500 years ago, just as the Reformation was just starting, uh, sat on the other side of the river, because that's where Osney Abbey was, one of the largest abbeys in England before the Reformation had it demolished. I imagine a monk sat there praying as monks do, looking out across the river at this hay meadow and praying, Lord, your kingdom come. Lord, your kingdom come. And here we are. God led us here as a church a mere 20 years ago. God spoke to us very clearly to ask a company called Oxford Instruments that owned two factory units here whether those factory units were for sale. And they said, yes, <laughs> And it cost us over £4 million to acquire and develop this site. And here we are. For those of you who weren't around in that season, I ought to let you know that that whole process was a huge battle. Uh, see, Barry knows what he's talking about when he says, you, see, you come close to God, it feels like a bit like a danger zone. Um, you know, coming close to God doesn't always feel like entering a safe space because he's up to stuff. <laughs> he's up to stuff. And he involves us in his battles, the battles that he's determined to fight. He draws us in and he involves us. And it's all right. <laughs> it's all right because he's there. But there were some battles. Um, being close to God is not a place that's static, God is himself surging forward in advancing his kingdom. And we, we live with that surge 
for a number of years. Some of you here remember it well. There was a fight for faith for provision. And we prayed week in, week out, and week in, week out. And we wondered how we'd ever find four million pounds. It came over a number of years. But you know what? All of the development costs were paid off by 2010, which is... Rem- I, I can't see whether you look remarkable, either whether you're on the live, watching the live stream. I can't see anyone's faces. I, um, I, we're going to have to develop more of a habit of, yeah, there we go. Like, that's a good thing. Yes. Thank you, Lord. I mean, four million pounds in about a bit more than a decade is astonishing for us. There was also a fight, a battle to gain planning permission. That was a long old battle. And when planning permission was finally given, it was given with substantial constraints that prevented us from doing all that was in our hearts. Uh, But we found that within the planning permission, hall hire was permitted. (laughs) And so we developed what became the King Centre Limited, a conference business that makes the centre available to meet a wide range of local regional, and occasionally national needs. Over the last 20 years, the King Centre has been the site of many significant Christian events. And and the scale and the location of this site have encouraged many, many other churches about what God might do for them. And it's also helped to give other new churches like ours a valued place in the city. All of this came at God's initiative. He led us here. He provided the funds. He overcame the opposition. Now, together with the other elders, I have a growing excitement that the coming development of this space, of this this area, the the 21st century version of Osney Mead, no longer a hay meadow, it's something that God knew all about when he led us here. Yeah. Knew all about it. He led us here knowing it was coming. And there are exciting developments for us to be found through it. As new possibilities will open up, as all that's around us will be changed, uh, we need to look to God for our bearings in, in this matter too. We want to hear God speaking just as clearly about these really quite big decisions for us as a church community. We want to hear God speaking about this now just as clearly as he did 20 years ago. We want to pray with whatever monks prayed 500 years ago and others cutting hay in the meadows here may have prayed the Lord's Prayer as they went, who knows. Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done here. Show us how to be part of it. And so in the coming week's email bulletin, there will be a link for you to click on to more information about this, more information about the university's plans, some of what it might mean for us, and a link to a survey asking you, please, to submit your ideas and uh, any guidance that you receive from the Lord that we might hear him clearly together. If you don't already get our weekly email bulletin, um, then you can email our church office, oxford at occ.org.uk, and you can get joined into that. And uh, please, let's take a prayerful approach to this. Let's keep in keeping with these bearings that we're getting. Saying, Let's come close to God. He's got things to say. 
He's got things to say, and there are things he wants to give to us, and it's out of that that our strength will come. Now, there's my four, four ways of lo- I've looked all over the place. I hope in the midst of that, that's given you some sense of where you are and where we are. Um, gaining our bearings implies also some, some movement. And many of us are weary from the last season. And right now, you might be happy to, to get bearings and sit down and so on. But uh, there's something more that God wants to do for us. And so I am going to read from Isaiah chapter 40 uh, and then chapter 41. The first verses you'll probably know, and the second set will probably be less familiar. The end of Isaiah 40 uh, from verse 28 says, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He won't grow tired nor weary And his understanding, no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary. He increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. And young men, they they stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord, they'll renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They'll walk. They'll not be faint. Are you weary? I know a whole bunch of people are. It's been a strange old season and it's not over yet. Are you weary? Come. Come. Let God feed you tidbits. They'll give you strength. And you will rise not on robin's wings, but on eagle's wings. It's an upgrade, I think. And in Isaiah 41, I want to read from verse 8. You, O Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, you descendants of, of Abraham, my friend. This is God speaking. I took you from the ends of the earth. From its farthest corners, I called you and I said, you are my servant. I've chosen you. I've not rejected you. So don't fear. I am with you. Don't be dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And what I love about these verses is it's God who gathers us. It's not just that God's standing there saying, you know, you could come here if you want to. These verses tell us that God has called us and drawn us. I took you from the ends of the earth. He's taken hold of us. He says, he's taken hold of us with his right hand and pulled us in close. That's God's heart. It's what he's like. He, he pulls us in. It's very much like the parable of the prodigal son. He's making his way back and then the father runs because he wants to throw his arms around him. And then reading on, all who rage against you will surely be ashamed and disgraced. Those who oppose you will be as nothing and perish. Though you search for your enemies, you won't find them. Those who wage war against you will be as nothing at all. For I am the Lord, your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, don't fear, I will help you. So again, it says here, God is going to take hold of us. 
God's going to take hold of us. And it also says that he is going to fight and he is going to win. And whatever battles we have are won by the Lord himself being up and at it. And I found another picture of birds. It's a slightly unusual picture of birds. Um, I found this picture of a hawk and a small bird. And uh, I hope it will help us. You see, we are invited to come to God. We're invited to come close. And Jesus himself said, looking over Jerusalem, uh, like a mother hen wants to gather its chicks, I want to gather you under my wings. God has this desire. He describes himself as like a mother hen wanting to gather. But, you know, it's not sufficient to describe God as chicken. (laughs) It's not enough. Um, The Holy Spirit descended on Jesus like a dove, or the word there could mean pigeon, being birds associated in the ancient world with love. God is love. So there's another birdie thing. But Moses, after he'd met God face to face and towards the end of his life sang a song about all that God could do, sung about the Lord being an eagle. Sung about the Lord being an eagle because, you see, God has movement and energy. God flies high. He, he goes adventuring. He sets out and he sees things from afar. He travels straight and he intervenes to change the course of events. Now, I, I don't know what you're expecting from uh, this autumn. <laughs> now, I, I don't know what miracles God will perform this autumn. I don't know which battles will be decisively won in the autumn period, whether there'll be the battles for provision or planning permission or healing or a new calling or, or insecurities being quelled or sins thoroughly renounced and addictions overcome or relationships restored. But I do know this, that this autumn God will be on the move. He will be on the move. There will be miracles performed. There will be battles decisively won. And my simple message this morning is this. Climb aboard. Climb aboard. It's not only that we're invited to come close to God and there's things that are around him, but he invites us to get on board with him, to come and be one with him, to join in with him where he's going. He's got all the energy that's needed, all the wisdom that's needed. Climb aboard and you'll get all the bearings that you need, plus momentum and energy too. If you're sitting weary, come close to God and he will give you strength to stand. If you're standing in The Lord's presence, he'll get you moving, he'll get you walking. If you're plodding through life, in God's presence, you'll begin to run. And those who are running will soon enough be flying. I want to invite you to respond to this. We have got one more song and it's gone midday, but I don't care. Sorry. Um... Uh, We have got one more song, but I want to invite us to respond to this. And um, wherever you are at home or here, the thing that seems to me like an obvious kind of response is to to make your arms like wings. You can, yeah, no one's moving. I'm thinking that there's a, you you might want to stand, you might want to, this is about saying, Lord, 
would you come and would you put your, would you cause me to soar? Would you just lift, would you lift me, Lord? And I want to pray that where there are people who feel that the weight of the world is on their shoulders and there's no way they could ever get off the ground, Lord, I pray that you would break that lie in Jesus' name. I pray that as you promised that we will have a light burden, that heavy burdens would fall in Jesus' name. Yeah. Anything that's landed on people that has made them think, I, could, you know, I can't even sit up, I just need to lie here and wait for the end. Lord, I break that in Jesus' name and I pray strength come. And movement come, and the winds blow, I pray. And I pray for transformation. I pray, Lord, that you would press the play button, and you'd press the fast forward button, now and this autumn, in Jesus' name.